I'm Virginia Allen. I'm Samantha Sherris. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Wednesday, February 15th. Here are today's headlines. Nikki Haley formally announced her candidacy for presidency earlier today. Now she's calling for a mandatory competency test for politicians 75 years and older. That would mean both President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump, who is so far Haley's only competitor for the Republican nomination, would be required to take these tests. Let's take a listen to some of Haley's comments from earlier today via her YouTube channel. In the America I see, the permanent politician will finally retire. We'll have term limits for Congress. And mandatory mental competency tests for politicians over 75 years old. Trump's campaign is already taking shots at Haley. They sent an email after her announcement today titled, The Real Nikki Haley. Shelby Talcott, a reporter for Semaphore, tweeted the email. It reads in part, Haley is weak on immigration and does not support a border wall. And Haley did not support a transgender bathroom bill to protect children. The school board in Loudoun County, Virginia, voted on Tuesday night to keep the findings of an independent report on sexual assault private, our colleague Tony Kinnett reports. The report, compiled by the law firm Blanking Ship and Keith, focused on how the district responded to two sexual assault incidents at Stonebridge High School in May 2021. The 15-year-old gender-fluid male student pleaded guilty to counts of rape in forced sodomy and forced fellatio against a teenage girl at Stonebridge. The student allegedly sexually assaulted another teenage girl at Broad Run High School while waiting for his first trial. The school board claimed that it had to keep the report secret because not doing so would reveal students' personal data in violation of the law. John Beattie, a member of the school board, contested this claim telling the Daily Signal that he made a motion to redact students' names in releasing the report. In December, a special grand jury released a separate report on Loudoun County Public Schools' handling of the 15-year-old gender-fluid student's multiple sexual assaults. The grand jury, which Republican Attorney General Jason Miares requested in April, consisted of Loudoun County citizens who heard from over 40 witnesses and pursued over and perused over 100 pieces of evidence. As the debt ceiling debate continues here in Washington, D.C., the Congressional Budget Office released projections that do paint a pretty dim future for the nation's debt. According to the New York Times, the Congressional Budget Office report shows that the U.S. is projected to have about $19 trillion in new debt over the next 10 years. Ramina Bacha, Director of Budget and Entitlements Policy at the Cato Institute, tweeted this afternoon that in Congressional Budget Office's projections, the federal deficit averages $2 trillion per year from 2024 to 2033. The only other time deficits were this high in dollar terms was in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, and Congress spent pedal to the metal 
Bacha also tweeted, in dollar terms, publicly held debt will grow by $22 trillion, nearly doubling from the current level of $24 trillion to more than $46 trillion. And that's just over the next 10 years. The Congressional Budget Office report comes just a day after the year's first consumer price index, which showed inflation rose 0.5% in January and is up 6.4% from January 2022. E.J. Antoni is a research fellow in regional economics here at the Heritage Foundation and a familiar voice on this show. Antoni said on Tuesday that for the last three years, Congress has spent trillions of dollars that we simply don't have. The Federal Reserve created the money to finance those unprecedented levels of spending, which caused inflation. As the war in Ukraine approaches its one-year mark, a Russian envoy claimed that all the red lines have already been crossed by Western countries. Dmitry Polyansky, who is the first Russian deputy permanent representative to the United Nations, told Newsweek on Tuesday that he believes the U.S. and other NATO member states are pouring oil onto the fire by supplying Ukraine with military aid and weapons to assist in the fight against Russia. As you may recall, President Joe Biden announced back on January 25th that he is sending 31 M1 Abrams tanks to Ukraine and that Germany would also be sending Ukraine 13 Leopard 2 tanks. The comments came shortly after the State Department ordered all U.S. citizens to leave Russia, citing concerns over rising tensions between the two countries amid the war in Ukraine. The U.S. Embassy in Moscow warned that U.S. citizens residing or traveling in Russia should depart immediately and should exercise increased caution due to the risk of wrongful detentions. The embassy added, Russian security services have arrested U.S. citizens on spurious charges, singled out U.S. citizens in Russia for detention and harassment, denied them fair and transparent treatment, and convicted them in secret trials or without presenting credible evidence. And for the final story today, the man who shot and killed 10 black people last May at a Buffalo, New York grocery store has been sentenced to life in prison without parole. The Associated Press reports that the shooter pleaded guilty back in November to crimes including murder and domestic terrorism motivated by hate, a charge that carried an automatic life sentence. Representative Mark Green is the chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee, and he tweeted, This is not enough. Only the death penalty is good enough for this guy. It's time we get tough on crime if we want to see an end to it in America. In an emotional scene prior to the shooter receiving his sentence, a man charged towards the criminal in the courtroom while one of the relatives of the victim spoke. The shooter was briefly removed from the courtroom before being brought back in for the conclusion of the sentencing. And that's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks so much for joining us here on The Daily Signal's Top News. If you haven't gotten a chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for the Daily Signal interview edition. It will be a very special edition. I will be sitting down with Heritage Foundation President Dr. Kevin Roberts to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Heritage Foundation, what he thinks has contributed to our success over the last five decades, what he hopes to see the Heritage Foundation accomplish over the next 50 years, and so much more. 
Thanks so much, Sam. Really looking forward to that conversation in the morning. But in the meantime, if you have not had the chance already, be sure to take just a moment to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you like to listen, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We love hearing all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.